What, which, this, that, or the other? From Bonnaroo to Coachella, traversing the music festival landscape can be tricky. That's where we come in with high fives for everyone. The What Podcast with Brad, Barry, Lord Taco, dedicated to exploring the entire festival scene. Brad has worked in the radio industry for more than 20 years and currently lives in Brooklyn, where he is program director for three stations, including one in New York, one in Detroit, and one in Miami. Barry's been a reporter for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, covering all aspects of the entertainment industry since 1987. That's before you were born. Lord Taco, the smart guy who makes these podcasts on our website at thewhatpodcast.com work. Also really good at identifying babies, loves blue-haired moms, PBR, and his beautiful Volkswagen bus. We all fell in love with the Bonnaroo Festival years ago, not only because of the amazing bands that play there every year, but also because of the incredible community spirit that has developed around it. Radiate positivity. And we really like talking about the inside baseball stuff when it comes to putting on a huge music festival. So join us. You can hear the What Podcast on the Consequence Podcast Network or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Hey, this is Jim from Pennywise with my friend Alan. And you're listening to the story behind the festival on the Consequence Network. Check it out. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of The Story Behind the Song, the Consequence Podcast Network series where I interview the artists behind some of the most iconic, memorable, and lasting songs of the past few decades. I'm your host, Peter Chotty of Creative Media, and each month I dive deep into two songs with my guests. But in this bonus episode, I shake things up and speak with musicians Jim Lindbergh of SoCal punk band Pennywise and SoCal native son Donovan Frankenreiter together with LA music entrepreneur Alan Sanford about their upcoming new major music festival Beach Life Ranch taking place on the beaches of LA in mid-September and featuring the likes of Brandy Carlisle, The Lumineers, and Wilco. So consider this episode really the story behind the festival and more specifically, about how these three authentic surf-infused indie dudes became the little festival that could. Could compete against the big boy corporate festivals and could and can do it their way. On the beaches of L.A., seeking to redefine the music festival experience by focusing on programming a cohesive story and storyline that flows through the artists, the venue, the food, the drink, and the overall experience. And instead of discussing two songs this time, true to this special bonus episode, we discussed the trio's two related festivals. Beach Life Ranch, with tickets on sale now, is their new flavor for the fall. But their OG Beach Life Festival kicked off in the spring a few years back on the same stretch of beach in Redondo Beach, just south of Manhattan Beach in L.A. Despite COVID, Beach Life not only survived, it thrived, especially because the SoCal community rallied around it. And that's how we get to Beach Life Ranch in a few weeks, which is curated around the cowboy surfer way of life. In a sea of global music festival goliaths, Beach Life and Beach Life Ranch are the Davids that prove that room still exists for the indie spirit and the authenticity and differentiated lasting experiences that flow from it. So take a listen as we dive deep into this bonus story behind the festival episode with co-founders Alan Sanford, Jim Lindbergh of Pennywise, and singer-surfer Donovan Frankenreiter, who took the interview as he steered a boat on the open seas next to Bruce Springsteen's house. Because, well, 
Of course he did. Hi, everyone. This is Peter Chotti. Welcome back again for another story behind the song on the Consequence Podcast Network. And today it's a very special edition where it's going to be the story behind the festival, a music festival. And many of you know that I'm a huge music festival guy and ex experiential living. And so I have a an amazing cast of characters who are, are going to talk about a brand new festival called Beach Life Ranch that's going to be in the South Bay of Los Angeles in Redondo Beach. So first, let me welcome the gang that we have, and it's a great crew. We have Alan Sanford, who I've known for a long, long time. Alan, good to see you. Nice to see you. And then we have Jim Lindbergh from the great band Pennywise, who is here with us today. So Jim, thanks for joining. Yep, good to be here. And we have a captain of a ship, steering a ship right now, Donovan Frankenreiter, another great artist and surfer, and that gets into a lot of things that we're going to be talking about today. But Donovan, good to see you. Great to see you. And so, Donovan, you are an institution, as is Jim, down here in Southern California. Tell us what you're doing right now and why you're doing it. Uh, we're, this is sort of the end of our tour. We're on the East Coast. We're um, kind of by Belmar and Aspen Park. We're doing, um, okay, you're breaking up a little bit, but... I think you're about to play a concert of some kind tonight. Yeah, we're doing a booze cruise, 50 people on a boat. Am I still breaking up? No, you sound good. You sound good. Eyes on the road. Eyes on the road, Donovan. Or the ocean. Exactly. I've never, I've never seen that right before. We're going to go right by Bruce Springsteen's house, so I'm going to honk and see if he'll say anything, but we'll see. I think you should just drop on in and put <laughs> up anchor. Why not? Why not? All right, everybody who's out there. So like I said, this is a very special episode. And I mentioned I've known Alan for a long time, serial entrepreneur, but much more than that, big music aficionado, owns a club uh, down in Southern California, which is a really cool club called IROC. And, uh, and I wanted to, uh, Alan told me about a music festival that he is just launching, but it's the second one that this crew has launched major music festival, an independent music festival, which is very rare these days, as we all know. And it's based in Southern California on the beach, which makes it really special too. And because I love these stories of in the musical festival world, where you have all these conglomerates who are kind of taking over the world and doing it a certain way, there is still an indie spirit that does remain, and that's these guys right here. The authentic, real deal, and that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about Beach Life Ranch, which is their latest incarnation, but Beach Life, and we'll talk about that, that was the beginning that started a few years ago. So listen, guys, again, welcome. And I want to just first just tell us, everybody knows who you guys are, but 30, like 60 seconds about each of you and how you all got to know each other. Uh, and then we'll talk about the festival itself, which by the way, let me just mention, Beach Life Ranch is a new country and American, uh, American music festival, Americana music festival that's down here, September 16th through 18th in Southern California. Tickets are still available. I'll be there for sure. But it's a three-day festival where Lumineers, Brandy Carlisle, Wilco, and a number of other great bands are going to be there. So, like, this is a major festival. So, guys, before we get into the madness of creating a festival on your own and that world, 
How do you all know each other, and what makes each of you tick at this point? Alan, you started. I would have to dig deep into the memory to realize how we all know each other, but uh, I'm a pretty simple person. The beach makes me tick, so my business is my life, and surfing and skating and hanging out with my daughter is, is about all I do, and, and then throwing some parties on the beach uh, to try and make a living uh, rounds it all out, so... It ain't, it ain't super difficult, and I try to keep it real easy. And, and I enjoy working with these two on this, uh, on this project. Excellent. And Jim, how about you? How did, uh, you know, you've done a lot of different things, obviously, but tell us just a little bit to reintroduce people to you. Oh, well, uh, I've been playing in Pennywise for years and years and done some great tours with Donovan uh, down in Australia. <laughs> and, uh, and then played some really cool shows at um alan's club st rock and uh we just developed a relationship for doing really cool things for surf rider down there did a great benefit show raised a bunch of money for surf rider together and that went so well i think when uh alan came up with this crazy idea to to, to go bigger he thought you know hey let's let's get some some people involved that have been around the block a few times in the festival world and uh, you know, we had such a good time doing the surf rider thing. It seemed like a good fit. And so far it's been killer. Excellent. How about you, Donovan? Yeah. So like I've known Jim probably for 30 years, we did the 96, 97, uh, warp tour and went all over the world with that. And I've loved his music forever. And then I started playing at St. Rock in Hermosa beach. And that's how I met Alan. And then, um, I played the very first ever beach life festival, which happens every year in May. And then I was approached by uh, Jim and, and Alan this year and said, hey, you want to be a part of the ranch in September? And I said, I would love to because I just I've always loved what they're doing, what they both stand for and what this festival is all about. So it's been for me a dream to work with these guys and then also you know work with Jim and kind of brainstorm who we could get to play at the festivals. That's like one of the most exciting things every year when we kind of you know get together and say, OK, who, who, who do you think we can get? And, um, you know, curating a festival like this is a lot of fun because it's a space that's very limited in the sense of like, you know, it's a 12 to 15,000 seat, uh, you know, venue that's right on the water, right on the beach. Um, you're looking at the ocean, you got your, uh, you know, your cowboy boots in the sand or your sandals or whatever, you're right there on the beach. So it's a, it's an intimate, it's not a giant festival in the sense it's, you know, 30, 60,000 people. It's, it's really, it's really nice. A couple of different big stages, a lot of, other stuff that happens uh, throughout the day. There's like a speakeasy that Jim uh, curates and does like acoustic shows in. And it's just a lot of fun. It's a three day, just super fun festival to be a part of. And, um, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm just, it's really something to look forward to, you know, every year for me. Well, and, and we'll get into that a little bit. And for you guys, Consequence, you know, this is the, the listeners out there and everybody who follows Consequence, they will know your guys' music. They'll know your, you know, your music. And so just the, the genetic background of what this festival comes from is going to speak to a lot of people. And that's why I wanted to get your story, because it's a unique story. It's a really authentic story, just the way you already described it, of coming together to create something that's different. And let's get into that. So, Alan, I'll, I'll kick it off for you, which is, the festival business is notoriously very difficult. You know, the, the, the theme of getting into festivals is that you lose money for several years before you make money. So it's certainly not for the faint of heart. 
And yet in a world where festivals are getting bigger and bigger and fewer and fewer owners of them in, you know, across the globe, when did you decide and why did you decide to get into the world of organizing your own major festival? I went up to the Hollywood Bowl to see Paul Simon in, I think, 2017. And by the time I got up there, I was so pissed off having gone through two and a half hour traffic, fighting with people on a Friday, being born in L.A., I've just seen it get busier and busier. And, and, you know, it's the only place to go see music that when I was sitting watching the music, I was finding myself angry and kind of it was the opposite reason of why you'd go see a show. And so I just went home and I, t- I was talking to my wife and I was like, you know what? I don't understand why nobody does shows on the beach. So I, I don't have to drive up there. And she goes, uh, she knows me well. She goes, why don't you do it? And so, you know, I went surfing with the chief of police and we chit-chatted for a minute. And next thing you know, uh, I don't think any of them believed me um, that I wanted to do it. So they said, shit, if you can make it happen, go for it. And, you know, and the other thing is in the festival world, you know, basically two companies own almost all the festivals. And I hate when one or two people tell me what to curate for me. So I liked having, I felt like nobody had the beach life voice. Nobody had the voice of all the, all the people I grew up with and that we like. And so I just decided, uh, might as well do it. Right. I don't have a lot of time on this earth. So it's fun stuff. (laughs) Okay. So again, for everybody who's listening and watching, this is beach life festival, which is going to be coming up in mid September for three days. Talent like Brandy Carlisle. This is being organized by this group here of artists and um, locals who are authentic from Redondo Beach, California. That's where this festival is. And so Alan was just describing how he began, you know, the the idea of it. Okay, I'm going to just do it. But where do you go from there, Alan, to create the first one, which was Beach Life in spring of what, four years ago? Yeah, four years ago now. So the... You know, the first thing obviously you do is you get some people to know what they're doing to to help you out. So surrounded myself with people that knew things more than I know uh, regarding the festival business. I kind of knew what I wanted. Um, And Jim was an obvious partner to to choose, you know, from multiple perspectives. He's got way more experience than I do in the festival business. And he's also, you know, Jim has made his, his beans on authenticity things out so I figured if uh, if there's anybody to force the the festival to stay authentic it'd be Jim and and through all of this he's definitely done that so uh, and then you got you know you got Donovan on the other side who adds a whole whole different color so you know putting together a bunch of people that have different skill sets that um, that know the culture that's the key to the whole puzzle is we are not uh, we are not just a bunch of bands on a field. We're, we're definitely curated to the culture that we grew up living. And, you know, if you love the beach and you love the ocean, then I, I'm pretty sure you're going to like what we're doing. Okay, so that's one of the things, Alan, you and I talked about before, which was that you're looking to kind of redefine the festival experience. First of all, just kind of coming up from the grassroots, authentic on the beach. So celebrating the beach life on the beach in Southern California, something that hasn't really been done to this kind of scale before. 
And we'll get into the new version of it because you have the spring version, which has been going on for several years now. But you have these two great musicians who are very deeply well-known in Southern California and beyond that. But Alan, I know about many of your entrepreneurial things, but not all of them. But it's a great idea, but raising capital, just kind of like all the steps to take to do a festival. Walk us through that a little bit because you make it sound too easy to just like, okay, you know, we have this vision and we go from there and... But there's a lot that starts to building a festival, including the like the main idea of how it's different. I mean, I would ask the other guys, the hardest thing to do, I think, is to capture imagination, which these other guys do better than I could ever do. So once I get a few artists that buy into the notion, capturing the imaginations of investment teams uh, is not nearly as difficult as capturing the imagination of a bunch of people listening to the words of your song. So, you know, for me, it's backwards. It's the hard part was getting Jim not to call bullshit on the idea, uh, you know, and Donovan not to hang up on me. Once (laughs) once that stuff happens, it's way easier to get people to, you know, people to understand that if you get this kind of energy together that you're going to, you know, there is this synthesis that you can make money and have fun at the same time. A lot of people think that's mutually exclusive, and I don't. I think there's a big thing to be said, too, when uh, you know, we all say that we agree with this, is that the location of it, it's like no other. You know, I, mean, I know Jim's playing festivals all over, the, all over the world, and, you know, I have, too. But, like, being on the beach and looking at the ocean and being right there in that location, it's something really, really special, too, because... You know, I think that's a big part of, of what of what this festival is about. That's such yeah. An thing. And Donovan, you're such a like a uh, an institution in Southern California, and you're a professional surfer also. And right now, for those of you listening, he is literally steering a boat, uh, which is the fir- a first for this podcast series, that's for sure. So you've played Beach Life, and how? So this is for everybody out there. That's the first festival that this crew started a few years ago so how was that experience different from the experiences that you've had playing at other festivals and if you could talk right into the mic just to make sure that we you know we capture all of that uh you know i was a part of the first one and i just remember alan telling me you're gonna love the location just you know i got there and i got on the stage i remember we were on the stage Donovan, unfortunately, you're you're breaking up a little bit. I think this is a great example of the festival. <laughs> we can't hear Donovan. My my phone's about to die. But <laughs> that's kind of the I think the really cool thing about this festival. It was, you know, a bunch of people getting together for just the, the love of the music, and uh, just going back to what Alan was saying. When he first came to me, he said, "Hey, Jim, I'm thinking about doing this festival. I've got Willie Nelson." And I've got the Beach Boys ready to play. And it's like, you had me at hello. You know, it was it was that easy. And uh, um, that was the cool thing about the festival. Like you said, it's once you get the bands, the rest of it is just, it's just mechanics. And obviously, we don't have a ton of experience with the mechanics because we can't get the, 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 the call together. But it's just been really fun. I think at the end of every weekend... We, we're always blown away, and it's usually the artist performances that, that make it so special, you know, as 
everyone just comes and in the atmosphere they just put on a killer show so uh i think it's it's the artist first and then we just kind of fill in the blanks after that when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply and so alan how were you the first time when you had this idea and then you guys got the the band together here to to build this thing and like you said you had this creative vision and you were able to attract the capital necessary to do it and to do it right but how did you first get jim to call bullshit on this and but convince him and convince willie nelson and beach boys to do this first time festival uh, uh... I don't know, just tell good stories. I mean, like I said, I don't think there's much selling that you need to do when you say, let's have a festival right on the beach in Southern California, one of the largest markets in the world. Let's invite Willie Nelson and the such, or Beach Boys, or Bob Weir, and uh, let's celebrate like hanging out on the beach and drinking beers. There's not a whole lot of selling I need to do. And it, you know, my wife is the one that coined, really coined Beach Life. She she grew up in Germany watching Baywatch on subtitles. And when I asked her what we should do, she said, dude, you guys are already living the best lifestyle in the world. You guys go to the beach every weekend in Southern California in perfect weather. It never gets cold. It never gets hot. And you surf. So just do that and everybody will, you know, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? So... I think that's what's so cool about the beach life is I think everybody in a, in a way loves to live the beach life and it's more than just, I don't think you even need to be on the beach to live beach life. It's kind of a feeling of nostalgia and, and just relaxed fun. Yeah, it's definitely a state of mind as well, but you have the experience to actually be in the, beyond the state of mind on the beach and in the second festival that's going to be starting. So obviously the first one did really, really well. What was... Before we get into Beach Life Ranch, which is the one coming up in mid-September, uh, where you can still get tickets, everybody, for that, whether single-day tickets, three-day tickets, and there's all kinds of different levels for it. But, And it's a great time to be in Southern California, by the way, in mid-September. It's always a great time, but it's a great time to be in Southern California. But what was the first year's experience life for your Beach Life Festival that's in the springtime? And that's that's unlike this flavor of it. The new flavor is country and Americana music, but the first, the one in the spring is more like really celebrating the beach itself, right? Yeah, that was that was the, the first one, and that's the one Donovan played. I mean, looking at the looking at Donovan's screen, I'm, I want to go surfing right now. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a surreal experience to watch Brian Wilson, who we've all grown up with sing Beach Boys tunes. And by the way, it's generational. I, I keep saying, you know, I don't know what Jim and Donovan think, but I, I keep saying that nostalgia is the most powerful drug. So when you can deliver on nostalgia, um, then I think you've got something. And, and that's that's what I think we did. No, absolutely. You know, um, 
I think once we saw the thing doing so well, and uh, like we we kind of coined the term "smiles for miles," it just when we when we got on the festival site, you saw so many people just having the time of their lives right in their own backyard in in Los Angeles, where usually you have to go to the Coliseum or the Rose Bowl or the Forum or somewhere. This was right on the beat, and and last you know last May to see. Uh, Cheryl Crow, Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Weezer, uh, Jane's Addiction, the uh, time before that. I mean, the, the names were just getting bigger and bigger. And I was just like, you know, this this thing can, can get even better. You know, like, who, who else can we find for this thing? And uh, that's when the idea for Ranch came along. And, uh, you know, just felt like it was a natural expansion. Okay, so um, I want to ask you about the first... The first year, how did it do in terms of attendance and in terms of just your overall expectations and what what you wanted to achieve with Beach Life? Um, the first day was light, is Bob wearing slightly stupid, and I don't think anybody believed what we were doing. By mid show, this is the power of social media. By mid-show, we had people coming and buying tickets and coming in. By the next day, the Saturday and Sunday, especially the Willie Day, we were close to capacity of, of the first incantation of, of uh, Beach Life. As, as everybody knows, we got hammered with COVID. Um, yeah. the, the, when we came back, we made a very early decision, pure luck, uh, now looking in retrospect, but we made a very early decision to have one in September of 21, right as the Delta bug was climaxing. Um, and again, that was just an unbelievable success despite COVID. I think we caught a lot of roaring 20s mentality, but I think more than that, like I said, we just have a beautiful location. Um, we have a culture that is just inclusive and, and amazing. And um, yeah, it, it, it has gone straight up from there. And, and I would love to get into just mentally how you survived COVID with um, when you're putting on a festival and it's a brand new festival and, and then you have a, you're hit by a pandemic like that. It's, it's incredible that you guys were not only able to survive that, but you're able to actually um, kind of thrive with the energy that people want in this, like in our increasingly heads down world where everybody's so digital and to get out there onto the beach and listen to music. And those are the lasting experiences. And that's one of the, I wanted you guys on because that is such an important thing that I, I try to convey in my own, in my own writing or podcasting is just like, there's a reason why festivals are growing and so important to people. It's because of the experiences and you can't experience anything like being on the beach. So you had beach life. Tell us about how Beach Life Ranch, your new one, that's going to be in mid-September. So coming up in a couple of weeks with, as I said, you have Lumineers, Brandy Carlisle, Wilco, Holland Oates, and a whole bunch of other people who are going to be performing there. How did you make a decision to go into a second festival and tell us about the theme and what you're trying to accomplish with this one? Yeah, it's, it's just a variation or a creative variation of Beach Life. And I mean... The the California country thing is is just as much a part of me as beach life is, um, and kind of celebrating that style of music, Central California, Santa Ynez, 
it's just it feels like the same the, the country genre and the American Americana genre the message that they bring doesn't feel different than the beach life message and so we saw a lot of parallels uh, you know we discussed you know we discussed it Donovan is the is the poster child for this he is the ultimate cowboy surfer and and even Jim has a lot of roots in Americana and and country so it, it I think it made sense to all of us and I love that um the cowboy surfer thing. I think that's, I think that's really, I, I just love the sound of that. And one of the things that I thought was pretty interesting too, is that Donovan, apparently your title is you're the director of vibe from what I understand. And Jim, you're the director of brand. And I'm sure you have another name beyond that, but that's part of what you do. And uh, yeah, so it's on, we can't say it though. You could say it here. <laughs> Yeah, you, re- resident asshole. This is this is a this is a safe space. You can say you can say anything you want here. But how is this different then? Okay, like if a if a major conglomerate put this tried to put this on, how is it? How would it be different than coming up from locals who know the community, who know the people there, who know just the you know the the authentically know the vibe of the place. Well, um, I think, I mean, just from having friends and growing up in this area, I, I, I see the type of shows that everyone wants to go to. And, you know, I try to convince people when, when we're trying to put the stories, uh, the shows together, you know, I see my friends going out to the to the Greek to see UB40. They're, they're going out to see any, any number of bands that are on this festival. Brandy Carlisle had a ton of people out going out to her show. And Hall and Oates, you know, these guys are legends. And it, they're just a fun band. They're fun to watch. They got so many hit songs. So just by, you know, the knee-jerk thing would be to do a big punk rock show. But I think the fun thing for me was to just have all these bands that just have a cool vibe. It's a little more relaxed, a little more fun. And uh, it's, you know, it's just a really family community vibe. And we kind of brought the, the Greek theater and the Hollywood Bowl down here to the beach where it belongs. So I thought that was part of the, the cool vibe and what we wanted to create down here. And how about in terms of the overall experience beyond the like being on the beach and, you know, on in this beautiful setting and the kind of sound that you described the other aspects, like if you're if you're going to the show what would you expect or what to expect like in terms of food and drink and just kind of lay it out what the overall experience is that you guys are trying to build here? Uh, well, I come from a restaurant background and so I, I kind of attack the festival business from hospitality and food and beverage versus music. And I go to a lot of shows or, well, I actually don't go to a lot of shows cause I don't like a lot of the, I don't like crowds. I don't like a lot of the food offerings so I really try hard to make it as comfortable, as exciting for food and beverage people. Like it's not the music is everything. Everything revolves around what you're going to hear, but it's not the only thing. Right. So you want your eyes to be excited. You want your food and beverage. You want your nose to smell, you know, beautiful food. I would be hard pressed to find anybody that goes to Beach Life and doesn't walk out of there with like a wow, that energy is different. I, I haven't met anybody that hasn't felt it. And, and I think that's a combination of the music, the culture, and the experience. You know, I've never been to a place where you drop a piece of trash or you drop your wallet and somebody help behind you picks it up for you. You know, I talked to some undercover cops last time and they're like, 
dude, the only thing that, you know, that you guys need the hug police, not the fight. You know, you don't even need the police. It's just really the energy of the festival. So that that's what I think will set it apart. And that's what I think people will find. But in terms of curated and a curated experience, because you and I talked about this a little bit before. My understanding is that you looked at the overall, okay, Beach Life Ranch. This is flavor number two. You have Beach Life in the spring, Beach Life Ranch, the new one that we're going to be experiencing in a few weeks. You wanted to curate it differently, not only in terms of the music, but in terms of like we were talking food and beverage. So what does that look like from an F&B standpoint? Since is this like high-end things or beers? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's, it's you know, country. I think these days, I mean, with, with a lot of festivals, there's a lot of uh, breweries out there. There's a whole, you know, foodie thing happening with craft drinks, craft foods. So people are expecting more these days. And I, I just know that every time we've done the festival, people are just walking around going like, how did you guys do this? Like, this is this is like, you know, the music, the food, the drinks, you know. And I think that it is a big testament to Alan of, you know, being in the business. Um, he knows what people like. I mean, you just have to drive downtown Manhattan Beach and look at Rockefeller. The place is packed all day. And it's it's not packed because it, it's, you know, a place to be seen or whatever. It's because people like the food and the drinks down there. So he knows what he's doing. And, uh, you know, you get involved with the right people. And and I, th- I think... Uh, from experience, I know what people like to drink and what they like to eat down there. So it was kind of fun uh, to get this ranch idea together because this is kind of taking a whole new shift of like, what kind of food are we going to make? You know, we're, maybe we're going to maybe have some barbecue down there. Maybe we'll have some, you know, whiskey river. You know, what what can we do different? So it was actually a real challenge to uh, see how we were going to tweak the idea. But that's what people really love about it. They just love the fact that. You know, it's all three things. It's music, food, drinks, and just a great time all together. And I would imagine just, you know, Donovan, you, Jim, being founding partners here with Alan, that that alone differentiates you guys from virtually every other festival that's out there. And that that means something to the other artists and musicians in terms of authenticity and bringing them in and to be part of this this community for the weekend. So... I'm sure that there's power in that. The expression from the music inspired me so much to take risks and it inspired damn near the whole rap game. Hello again, I'm Adam Unz. You may know me as the host of The Opus, and now I'm bringing my own show, The Spark Parade, to the Consequence Podcast Network. I speak with artists and creatives about the cultural artifacts that spark their personal interest and creativity, whether it's music, books, movies, video games, or any other kind of art. I've never spoke about it in this amount of detail. I'm suddenly going, oh my God, I'm blowing my own mind here, Christ. It's actually a giant part of my life. By talking about the things we love, we share and discover insights into our personality and the things that drive us. It's just magic, really. I mean, frustrating and it makes some people angry, but I don't think anyone's ever done anything like it. I speak with people like Connor Oberst, Phoenix's Thomas Mars, Chris Gethard, Helen Hong, Adrian Young, and more, so their sparks of inspiration can start a fire in you. I'm grateful for those who continue to put our history and who we are as a people in the forefront and make you see it. Find the Spark Parade wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so then, where do you, from here, guys, apart from the two festivals, is there a bigger vision of what you want to accomplish with Beach Life as uh, just as a umbrella brand or vision theme? I mean, I think like a dream would be 
because when I see this happening, the location that it's at and what it does to the community and how they get involved and, you know, being a part of this, I don't know why there couldn't be a beach life in Sao Paulo, Brazil. There couldn't be a beach life in Chile. Couldn't be a beach life in Sydney, Australia. You know, take what we've done on the beach uh, at this location and try to, you know, replicate it in, uh, you know, similar areas around the world and, 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 you know, bring what we've done in Southern California to other parts of the world and um, bring the bands along that we love and, uh, and try to curate a beach life festival and a ranch festival in different parts of the world. I mean, I, I, that would just, I think, be a sort of the next steps and maybe be a, a dream and a goal in the future. And, you know, it's, it's a festival, too, that, like, the day that I played was completely sold out. And I remember walking around with Alan and thinking, God, it's so fucking comfortable. Like, this is great. I didn't feel like I was, you know, some festivals you go to, you feel a little overwhelmed if you're around 25,000 people and where's the food line and, oh, my gosh, everything's a little intense. And this is a very comfortable festival, and it's for all ages, too. I saw everybody from little kids and babies to grandparents and like generational sort of families being a part of this festival and it's um i don't know and i and i've never been a part of a festival where a community is so involved all the hotels all the restaurants all the shops people have told me oh we can't wait for that again because it does so much for this community and we love being a part of it and i don't know i think including the fire department and the police that are there are so involved in it in so many ways that it it changes the whole sort of vibe of the festival you know they're not they're not just there because you know they have to be it's like a lot of those cops and firemen are there because they love it and they want to be a part of it and they do so much for it but it's it's a huge community vibe with the festival and it's it's special in that in that sense listen guys you know you make it sound i'm not gonna say easy but kind of easy for but to be able to put something on in a beach in southern california it's hard to put anything on in a beach of Southern California because there's all the, you know, understandably the local communities, there's the regulations, there's all that kind of stuff. So how were, how, Alan, how are you able to accomplish that? Just getting the ability, the rights to be able to do this on the beach. I think that one of the big differentiators is that I'm born and raised here and I live here. So you know, it's one thing to throw a festival in an area that you're not from and then leave. It's another thing to have to answer to your buddies uh, and everybody that you live around and you, you know, you bring your daughter to school and you see the people that were at the festival. And I think that that breeds a lot of trust and confidence. And I think we just did what we were going to, we said what we were going to do and we did it. You know, we sent a crew down that we did a beach cleanup after the festival. We're all pot committed on making the ocean and the beach clean. We surf it every day. So, you know, I think actually not bullshitting the lifestyle and living it, uh, you know, made it a lot easier. And then, and politicians see that city council guys see that the guy that's not on the call, you know, we run a philanthropy division as well. And it's, it's really cool to know. I mean, we write, I think we wrote $120,000 check this year to local charities I'm going to venture to say that's as that's a significant amount in the festival world, um, you know, to write that check right after a, a festival. So, you know, we're part of the community. We're built on the community, and I think that's what makes it work. No, I think that's I think it's awesome. 
I think that's really good for you guys, by the way, for doing that. That's great. Yeah, Donovan, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that's a big factor of why the vibe is the way it is at that festival. Because, you know, Alan didn't just go in there and say, hey, I don't really care what people around me say. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do it in this location no matter what. It's like, you know, uh, he got the blessings from the mayor and from the chief of police and from the fire department. I mean, first year out, they were probably like, let's see how this goes. Let's watch this go down. And the more that, you know, we got their blessings and the more that they were involved, that's what's created sort of the easy sort of, uh, I, I don't know what it's called, but just it, it's not a forced sort of, uh, you know, environment there. It's everybody there is loving what they're doing. And everybody there who's working there, who uh, owns the festival, who is a part of it, like Alan was saying, when the festival gets torn down, they're all still in that community. And everybody's still talking to each other throughout the rest of the year and getting ready for the next one. So, Jim, what does success mean to you? And then, Alan, I'm going to end up going to you and I want to ask you a little bit more about plans to expand. But, Jim, what does success look like for you for what you're trying to accomplish here with Beach Life? Donovan talked about, like, expanding perhaps into other cities to do the beach thing. Uh, I'll say it again. It's really easy. It's smiles for miles. You know, I, I mean, that's the ultimate form of success for this festival is you know walking around and a, a lot i know a lot of people at this festival I, I i grew up here so i can't walk 10 feet without someone coming up going jim like how did you do this this is incredible like and that's what you want i mean imagine walking through that crowd and everyone going jim this thing sucks dude like like you should never bring this back you know why did you ever come up with this idea this is the worst time i've ever had in my life it's the exact opposite of that so if we can keep doing that every year, no matter how we expand, no matter what we do or where we go, even if we just stay right here, as long as we just keep increasing the soak on these people and just, you know, like Donovan said, man, it's so cool to see people there with their kids. And, you know, seeing kids watch Steve Miller Band and, and singing Jet Airliner and, and, you know, all these amazing songs and Beach Boys songs and all these different generations. And and seeing the parents looking down at their kids like, man, I'm giving you an uh, uh, education right now in American music. It's like really, really satisfying thing to, to create and be a part of. And um, I know Alan said it the other day, man, I'm actually having really fun doing this. You know, <laughs> the other stuff is the other stuff we do. Like I know the restaurant business isn't easy and and uh, I'm going to be in an airport for the next three days in a row. I know that's not always easy. So. You know, the fact that we can pull it off is uh, it makes it a lot of fun and success is just keeping it going. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Good for you, Jim, for for driving this. And Alan, you and I talked about it a little bit, but you have the festival. Now you have two festivals, uh, but you have some other ideas also. Yeah, we are. We'll be uh, the team will be unleashing its first Beach Life restaurant in mid 2023. Um, we are working on a uh, Waterman's Club, you know, a place for like-minded people to hang out and to do shows year-round, just on a smaller scale. Um, we're, 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 where, where will the restaurant be in what you just mentioned, the Waterman's the Club? The restaurant is going to be in the Hollywood Riviera Verano Beach. We wanted everything to kind of epicenter in the place the festival started. Um, 
We're still working through details uh, on the on the water club with the city, but it'll be down in the waterfront. Um, we're talking through some details there, and and we're also kind of exploring the idea of doing a beach life rum. So we've got a lot of cool plans, and you know we want to grow the brand organically. Uh, we don't want to become you know venture capital driven brand growth type of stuff, but we just think there's something special about the beach life and. I mean, I love sharing it. I feel like I'm in a really, you know, great situation where I, I was lucky enough to grow up on the beaches here and I just love the stoke it brings me. It's my birthday on Saturday. I'm going down with four friends to the beach with nothing but flip-flops and a case of beers and we just hang out till the sun sets. So, and a little bit of that trial rum that you, you guys go, are developing, right? right? Flavors. Yeah, yeah, bring that bring that bring that down. I was going to start some research in a few minutes here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Listen, guys, congratulations for everything that you're building. And the first, uh, when I first read about this, I immediately called Alan, reached out to him because, like I said, I've known him for a while. And uh, St. Rock was such a cool little club that was that's down in that neck of the woods. And I always loved it. You know, I just thought it was really cool and authentic and different. And so I haven't been to Beach Life yet. I'm really looking forward to seeing Beach Life Ranch. For everybody out there, again, Beach Life Ranch is going to be coming up uh, September 16th through 18th, I think it is. September 16th through 18th. And it's in LA's, (laughs) the LA Riviera of Redondo Beach. Um, And there are tickets still available. There's one-day passes. There's three-day passes. There's various levels of them. But... You know, the pricing of them looks really compelling because I checked it out. Uh, It's a big festival, but it's not oversized. You said 15,000, something like that? No, 10 to 12,000. 10 to 12,000. We we don't want it to get too big, to be quite honest. Uh, We would lose the vibe there. Yeah. So everybody, Beach Life Ranch, country, new country and American Americana music festival with Lumineers, Brandy Carlisle, Wilco, and a bunch of others, September 16th through 18th here in Southern California. For everybody down here, let's support the locals. Uh, let's definitely support the locals because it's great to root for the local guys and to build something that's different and authentic. And for everybody else who's listening, who's not local here in Southern California, Redondo Beach, that scene, that setting, it doesn't get more beautiful than that. So it's a great place to come out and check out. And September, mid-September is going to be absolutely beautiful. So guys, Donovan, great to see you. Enjoy the show. Say hi to Bruce Springsteen for us. Jim, also, thanks for joining us today and telling us a little bit about it. I look forward to seeing you guys up there. And then Alan, great for organizing all of this and starting off with with your wife, the thought of doing this and then actually going through and having the courage to do it. Because a lot of people have the idea to do something like this, but it's pretty daunting to get into the festival world that's filled with, like, like you said, two major companies. And you're not only not you not only did it, but you're succeeding in it so much so that you're expanding into this, you know, this second version of it. So good for you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. And thanks, everybody out there for listening to the story behind the festival on the Consequence Podcast Network. That was indie spirit Alan Sanford, Jim Lindbergh of Pennywise, and SoCal's local singer-surfer Donovan Frankenreiter sharing their story behind their upcoming Beach Life Ranch Music Festival on the beaches of L.A. Tickets are still available, so join the party on the beach. 
I'm your host, Peter Chotti. You can follow me on Twitter at pchotti. That's C like cat, S like Sam, A like apple, T, H like Harry, Y like yellow, and at Creative Media. That's creativemedia.biz. For more of the story behind the song, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and tune in on the third Monday of every month for new episodes. Next up on September 19th is Emily Haynes of Metric, a personal favorite. And also make sure you're following the Consequence Podcast Network to keep up to date with all our series at consequence.net forward slash consequence dash podcast dash network. And as always, thanks for listening to the story behind the song.